This is Between Sundays, your fantasy football podcast hosted by Alex Utro. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode five of Between Sundays. I'm your host, Alex Utrup, and once again, this week, we got some special guest hosts today. Uh, I'll let them introduce themselves. Go ahead, Ty. Yes, hello. My name is Ty Cranin. I'm currently the owner of the Crete Tiger Cats, established in 2018 out of Crete, Nebraska. AJ, what about you? All right. Hey, everybody. AJ Schiffbauer here out of Rapid City, South Dakota, owner and general manager of the Black Hills Explorers, um, currently your king of the north. Well, um, it's uh, good to have you guys. Um, I want to start off first by saying, AJ, congratulations. I believe it. if I did the math right, it's going to be 11 days. Of course, I'm recording today. 11 days until I'm uh, officially a hitched man. Congratulations. I don't know if if Allie listens to the podcast, but I just want to say congratulations as well. I'm sorry I can't make it, but I'll be sure to tune in uh, next Saturday. So... Um, let's get into the podcast. Well, we're going to have a great episode for you guys. We're going to go over past week's recap. Um, we're going to talk about the recent trade made, um, early Tuesday morning. We're going to go into the team breakdown of the Crete Tire Cats. Um, we got Ty along here to kind of give us an overview of his team. And then lastly, we're going to do picks. So stay tuned. All right. Looking over the week eight recap from this past week. Um, the first game was the Courage versus Booty Getters. Both had a three-game losing streak going into this game. Um, Bowling Greeners kind of took it to the Kurds. Kurds had really crap performances from everyone. Um, Bowling, the Booty Getters won 160 to uh, 77. Awful performance by the Kurds. Um, upset of the week. Oh, no, I'm incorrect. Second upset of the week. Uh, big da- Best team in Dallas. Big Jays pulling out the dub over the crappy Carolina Cockblockers. 112 to 109. Robert Woods and Keenan Allen t- leads them on his way. It's a newly formed team in Dallas, and he, he, watch out. I mean, the cock blockers are kind of garbage. But um, the upset of the week was the Fremont Fighting Cocks over the Star City Jaeger Bombs, 131.74 to 131.04. Um, close matchup, but Cox pulled out. Um, AJ, you want to talk about your game? Oh, I, I'll jump right in on that. Uh, great, great showing from the East Lincoln Escorts this week. Big performance from Herbert. Um, other than that, didn't even play a defense. Still got the win because the Black Hills Explorers laid a big fat egg. <laughs> yeah, I think he got he got a little lucky with Metcalf and Herbert going off, but you really didn't have anything producing for your side anyways. Um, and the last game was the young hoes with the tiger cats. Ty, what, what's your analysis of your game? Well, you know, every week I have a tough decision on quarterback. I got five of them, I think. So that's always tough. Luckily I started Brady, which looked like the right decision. Honestly, it's just coming down to getting the right running back in when they're all playing and the right wide receivers in when they're all playing. Cause I had, Almost 29 from Corey Davis on the bench and 18 from Jamal Williams on the bench. That definitely would have helped, but there was just no getting past the young hoes for me. Hey, you dropped Minshew, so you're down to four quarterbacks now. That's good. That is true. That is true. (laughs) All right, so that was the past week's recap.
All right, so we've only had one trade this past week. Um, it was actually Tuesday morning, early. Um, we had, it was between Jason and Ryan, uh, the Shrods. Jason's made some moves over these past two weeks, um, so let's get into the trade. Um, Ryan received uh, Raheem Mostert and uh, Chris Carson, and Jason received Kareem Hunt, Damon Harris, Robbie Anderson, and Ryan's second-round pick in 2021. Um, initial thoughts, I, I – didn't really like the trade. Um, I didn't really like any of the players involved. They're all kind of limited to me. Uh, I didn't see why Jason made the trade. But looking at the numbers, it, it kind of favored just Jason. Um, let's Looking at the Fantasy Pros numbers, Hunt is 46. Damien is 148. Robbie is 87. Um, plus second-round pick. And then Ryan received Mozart, who is 92, and Carson 58. Um, and the in the trade calculator, Ryan lost a trade um, 1,691 to 2,247. Um, like I said, I don't like any of the players really involved. Um, besides Robbie Anderson's probably the most favorite out of the five. Um, so even trade, I thought Jason might have pulled it out a little bit more. But uh, what's your guys' thoughts? I personally like the move from the escorts, honestly, because – Chris Carson, for me, is a guy that if he stays healthy, he is their backfield for the most part, and he can run and catch the ball. I always think he's a threat to score 15-plus points every week. Mostert is another streaky guy that he gets hurt a lot, but when he's in, he tends to score points. It is tough to give up Anderson. Um, but I think I think I honestly like Jason winning this – or Ryan winning this, sorry. All right, AJ, break break the tie for us. Yeah, so all in all, I think this is a this trade pretty much comes out in the wash at the end of the day. Nobody's a big winner, nobody's a big loser. Um, I think with Ryan's trade strategy of throwing so much shit against the wall, hopefully something will <laughs> stick. Um, <laughs> I guess I guess he got got some uh, Chris Carson, good probably a good pickup. I know he was trying to dump hunt really hard especially with Chubb coming back in week 10 after their bye this week. But like I said, just more shady dealings from the East Lincoln escorts. Um, pretty typical of Shrod and his overall strategy, not only in fantasy football, but in life. I'll second that. Very shady by uh, Ryan, typically. Um, Ryan and Brandon is probably the two shadiest individuals in this league. Um, I just want to rebut Ty as well. Um Carson and Mozart can't stay healthy. Yeah, they're good when they are, but they're always some kind of injury with those two. Um, I guess that wraps up my thoughts. Anyone else? Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I, I just think injuries are a thing that happen across the league. You look at Trey's team this year, and it can happen to anyone, but those two, I, I would agree that they are more susceptible, but I think they eventually can turn it around. All right, I'm going to do something a little different. I didn't prep you guys. Um, I've had trade talks with both of you guys. Um, obviously, it's it's obvious I need a wide receiver. I just, I just haven't been able to pull off one of my running backs. Um, Ty, so Ty's offer was DJ Moore for my first-round pick and T. Higgins. And although Moore, Moore is nice with it, he's – I think he's 20, 23 years old. I think he's ranked 20 in the – um, fantasy pros, I just can't get myself to pull the trigger, especially with T. Higgins. I, I just I, I'm coming into liking T. Higgins, and then uh, AJ's deal was 
uh, I guess there was no off form offer being made, but I was, we were looking at possibly AJ Brown and Aaron Jones, but it, it kind of didn't make sense for AJ. Um, wide receiver depth wise, he'd lose his best, but although he would gain Aaron Jones, but I guess I, I'm leaning towards no for both of them. Just even though I need a wide receiver, um, your guys' thoughts. Um, for me personally, I can see where the hesitance comes from you. I, I personally believe that Burrow and Higgins will be a mainstay in the NFL for a while. And DJ Moore, they got to get him the ball. That's the biggest problem with him right now is they're not finding ways to get him the ball in space where he can make plays that a lot of people can't. So I understand the hesitance. And I think either way that we'd both, we'd both get something out of the trade. That's fair. AJ, what about you? Yeah, on my side, uh, the reason no formal offer was made and there probably won't be much for talks past that, at least this week, is just my depth is uh, a little questionable on all aspects. Obviously, it'd be, just, it'd be nice to pick up somebody um, to help in that running back game, especially with the age of uh, age of Johnson and then the inconsistency of somebody like Fournette um, and then Jonathan Taylor just being young. Um, it'd be nice to have somebody who's more of a mainstay, um, but given up my, I'd, I'd call him my wide receiver two um, in AJ Brown um, behind Tyler Boyd would, uh, would be kind of, kind of suspect, especially when you're looking at my number three being Hollywood Brown in an offense that just, you can't rely on a whole lot of pass. They run, yeah. They run the ball a lot. So, yeah, I agree with both of you guys on that, Ty. I think we'd both get value out of it, but I just I don't know if I want to pull it. And then AJ, I, I get the wide receiver depth. I, I don't want to give up my one of my top four, especially since they've been hurt. And I think Aaron Jones is leading to be out next week anyway, or this upcoming week, so I'm screwed. I think I get McCaffrey back this week, but I got Aaron Jones out, then – um, Sanders on a buy, so my flex position is now weak now, um, especially with Higgins out on a buy. So I, I, my team's just killing with injuries, and it, it's tough. I think, especially this season, there seems to be a lot more injuries than usual. Oh, for sure. I think this week, the last last week's performance this week, I'm I'm dealing with a lot of players on buys. I don't know. I'm pretty heavy with both the Ravens and the Texans, so that that set me back and then this week I'm looking at uh looking at with Cleveland Cincinnati and then just the sheer numbers of of folks I have on by or dealing with mild injuries it's just tough to pull the trigger because I've got currently a lineup that's playing and that's that's going to be probably what I end up sticking with through it may might take another L this week do have the lucky draw playing Jason, but we'll get into that in the picks. <laughs> All right, Ty, if you don't have anything else to add, we'll move into the team breakdown. I am good. All righty. <laughs> All right, and this team breakdown of the week, we're doing the Crete Tiger Cats. This wraps up the South Division. Um, in the next coming, coming weeks, we're going to start with the best division, um, the North Division. Um, so starting with Ty's quarterbacks, he had five of them, but now he's down to four after dropping Minshew. Um, looking at the ratings, um, Goff is his best one according to the Fantasy Pros Dynasty Rankings at 105. 
Um, Newton's at 120, Brady's at 151, and Big Ben's at 158. Ty, what do you got to say about your quarterbacks? Well, as you stated there, it looks like I need some help, obviously. Um, Brady's getting old, but for right now, he's serviceable, I think. Uh, Newton will never be an option for me, I don't think. Roethlisberger is old. Goff is a flyer week to week. It, that offense, I don't know if they're going to show up or stay home. Um, I could be looking at QB in the draft. I could be looking to make a move for QB with someone else in the league. No, don't look in the draft, please. That'd be great. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. Ian Book might be there. I'll bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I feel about that. I, it's not great. It could be worse, but we definitely need to get younger and better. AJ, I'll let you jump in before I go. Yeah, I have to agree with that, Ty. I mean, looking at looking at your team, I'm hard pressed to say you've got anybody that's a that's a mainstay for uh for a fantasy dynasty league. Um, you know, I think that Goff is somebody that you if if the Rams commit to putting the right folks around him, he's gonna he's gonna do well, but I just couldn't trust him week to week. Um, other than that, yeah, I think Tom Brady's your guy for the year. That's kind of where I'll leave it. That's that's probably what I was going to say. Brady for the year is your guy. I mean, he's in a system. He's in a system, and he's a system QB just like Aaron Rodgers. Um, it, it works for him. He's going to produce fantasy. Um, Goff, I think he's a flyer each week. He, he's like Wes on a Saturday night. You don't know what he's going to do. Um, and then Newton and Big Ben, they don't really give me fantasy consideration. Um, yeah, it's kind of I – mean, with that, the, with no fantasy consideration, it's like Ryan Ryan's political views. You just can't listen. And you can't, can't <laughs> account for anything he says. He's just going to fly off the handle. And that's what you got with Newton and Roethlisberger. You got two guys that are just taking a dump for taking a dump's sake. I will say we're recording this on election night, and the, the political – Group chat. The league's political group chat is blowing up right now. Um, but yeah, if Newton was that MVP quarterback that he was a few years ago with the Panthers, he would be perfect. But I, I see Ty needing someone this next coming season, whether that's in the draft, hopefully not, because other teams such as um, I actually don't want to mention the team or is looking for a quarterback. Uh, let's move to his running back. Um, Ty, I don't think you're going to be happy with these numbers. They did not look good. Um, your best ones, uh, James Conner at 70. Um, Le'Veon Bell is at 103. Gaskin's at 116. Uh, Michelle's at 141. Jamal Williams at 170. And Marlon Max at 174. Yep. Well, um, you pretty much covered it right there. I think Connor is – I think he's a little underrated. I, I still think he's young. I think he has a lot of time left in Pittsburgh to prove himself that he can be that next great running back out of Pittsburgh. Le'Veon Bell, we we really just don't know. Edwards Hilaire makes it tough there. If Obviously, if it was just still Damian Williams back there, Le'Veon Bell joining the Chiefs would be great for me. Um, But, yeah, other than that, it's pretty much backups. Gaskin is hurt for three weeks now. It looks like I do like him in the future. I think that he can carve out a role as maybe maybe a starting starting running back or maybe that Austin Eckler type that still gets a lot of touches. But Marlon Mack, Jamal Williams, yeah, Sony Michelle, even 
you can maybe throw them in that top group, but those three are probably not on the team for a lot longer. Yeah, I, I would agree with this now. I just don't like any of your running backs. No offense. James Conner, I, I do think he's good. He's, I mean, you've seen – if you watch the Pittsburgh games, they, they want to establish the run game. And he's looked like their best back in pretty much every game besides, like, the second week, which he was hurt when Snow went off. But Snow's looked like crap ever since. Um, Bell, I don't really like. I've, I have him in my other fantasy league, and I hate him. Um, Gaskin, I, I don't know about Gaskin. I, yeah, yeah, he could carve out a role, could be um, a starter next year. But I think I see the Dolphins moving, picking up a guy in the draft. Um, and then I, I don't really want to talk about a New England running back. There's too many of them, and each one provides a different fantasy value each week. Um, and then Mac lost his job to Taylor. That's that's all I got. I'd agree with that. Yeah, I don't have anything. I've got nothing to add on that fact. I think Connor's a, a reliable back to, to keep in there. Is he an RB1? Not sure. Um, he's kind of he's a, he's kind of that RB, kind of that RB one, RB two, teeter totter. Yeah. Um, as far as the rest of them go, Bell, I I don't trust him. Um, and then yeah, same thing going down. New England running back situation's weird. Miami probably isn't gonna, especially if they're gonna go the Tua route. I don't know if they're gonna going to rely too heavy on picking up a running back. So maybe Gaskin comes back out because they're going to pick up some receiving weapons in the draft, but I just wouldn't bank on it. Yeah. I feel like Bell's like Ryan trying to respond to a wedding invitation. You just don't know what he's going to do. Right? <laughs> oh yeah. You just ask him week after week and you, you don't get an answer. It's just completely inconsistent. <laughs> you, you can call him out in a public setting, you can have a sit down talk with them and you still just don't understand where they're going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll go to Ty strong suit. His wideouts. Uh, they're impressed by his wideouts. He has DJ Moore at 20. Um, Diggs at 26, a Rob at 28, uh, Chark at 47. And then uh, the rest are kind of, yeah. Um, Corey Davis, 123, Mims at 131, A.J. Green at 144, then Smith is uh, like 271. Well, Ty? Yeah, so I don't know if I feel as strong about my wide receiver core as uh, the fantasy rankings do, honestly. I just want to preface that that is my receiving core after trading away Julio Jones and Michael Thomas. Or, or was it was it those two or was it Hopkins? You're really going to bring up that. I, I just want to tell you that we've we got, done a good job of rebuilding the wide receiver core. I yeah, I definitely could have got running backs out of it. I will not not deny that, but. It was it was uh, Hopkins and yeah. Thomas. So, Bernie obviously, if I have those two still, I have a lot of I have a lot of pieces that I can move around and probably get a running back, but I'm happy with them. I wish that they – could put up 40 point more games more consistently um but yeah i think the receivers on my bench they're just kind of on my bench and i plug three in every week and same guys Diggs, robinson and more pretty much chark is a flyer but i need to look on moving some of those other guys and hopefully continue the production out of the ones i have 
AJ, I'll let you follow up on that. Yeah, I'd say you've got a pretty solid one, two, three. Um, it's not hard to figure out who you're going to put in week to week. I'd say that with your depth there, um, you definitely have the ability to go out and probably make a move. Um, whether that be a move for a running back, not sure. Definitely could probably pull a draft pick with that, though, um, and roll the, roll the dice on a draft running back. Um, as we know, those draft running backs year to year, there's always somebody that pops out and surprises you two years down the road. So, yeah, that's – otherwise, I, I think the fantasy numbers – and Ty's feelings, you're probably somewhere in the middle with how good this receiving core is. Yeah, I, I do like his three wideouts. I think they're a solid three group. I mean, not the best. Obviously, you have Brandon's. Thanks to you, Ty. <laughs> um, but it's it's a solid group. Makes up for his lack of running backs. Um, we we mentioned you mentioned the Brandon and trade or Brandon and Ty trade. Um, guess what? There's there's another trade coming up that we'll be mentioning when we get to his tight end groups. Ty has Henry and Font, Noah Font. Uh, Noah Font's 61 and Hunter Henry's 83. Um, he could have the best wide or sorry, tight end in the fantasy right now, Travis Kelsey, but he also traded that to Brandon. Surprise, surprise. Um, so I've kind of just mapped out this real quick. Um, I hold up. Who was the fourth player that you gave Brandon Ty? It was or like Brandon gave you. It was A. Rob, Connor, and Mac. I think there was a fourth one attached. Um, you remember? I don't. I, I don't. don't I would guess that they're probably not on my team. Probably. So they're bums. So we're not going to count it. So after that, let's let's map it out. Brandon receives Hopkins, Thomas, and Kelsey. Ty receives Allen Robinson, not bad. Connor, Mac, guess I'm sorry, Gus Edwards and AJ Green. Oh, Ty, any any regrets? There might have been draft picks involved too. I don't remember. Um, they weren't high if they're. Um, but Ty, any regrets? Yeah, there are regrets. Obviously, after seeing the three years that those three players would have after that. Um, to be honest, I thought Kelsey was probably on the downhill climb when I traded him. And um, Mahomes, dude. What's that? You got Patty Mahomes now, though. Age doesn't care about Patty Mahomes. And in tight end is a tough position to play in the NFL for a long time. But with where we're at right now, Fant and Henry, I'm happy with that. That is a good duo to have. I think they're young. They are in offenses that like to use their tight ends. I think that they have a bright future if they can get the ball more. I think I do like your tight ends. Um, it's disappointed fan didn't fall to me in the original draft last year. Ended up taking DK though with that pick, but that was fine. Um, and Hunter Henry is solid too, especially with uh, Herbert now at QB, just gunsling gunslinging it each week. Yeah, I'd, on the tight end side, I just have to say that Ty, uh, your end sure isn't tight anymore after Brandon let you have it in that trade. <laughs> Oh, gotta love, oh, gotta love that it. one. I deserve it. All right, rounding out his team, uh, defenses Broncos and then kickers Robbie Gold. 
Um, just want to say I lived by Robbie Gold. Saw him kicking at the local park the past four summers. So that was pretty cool. Dude's a goat. Um, Fantasy-wise this year, I think um, Ty's going to push for the playoffs. But I, this could be his first year missing the playoffs. Um, and he's looking at, I believe he's seventh or no, sorry, eighth or ninth right now in terms of record. Um, so he's going to need to pull out some wins. I think he has two matchups against Trey. Might just be one um, that yep. he needs. I to think win. I I played Trey this day. week Playoff. actually, and then I think that's it for the rest of the season. What, where do you see your team uh, going this year? Um. Like you said, I think a push for the playoffs is reasonable. I don't know if that's the more likely scenario. Um, I need to figure out some depth problems and get maybe a star or two in my lineup every week that I can know is going to put 20-plus up on a consistent basis. I think I'm just missing the home run hitter and finding a guy that will be able to take my team and maybe score 30, 40 points on a somewhat consistent basis so that I can make up for some other bad performances will help a lot. And whether I find that in the draft or in a trade is questionable, but I think for this year, maybe, maybe missing the playoffs isn't the bat, the bet, the worst option because higher draft pick will just help me secure the running back position more, more effectively or even QB depending on where it's at. So that's about where I'm at right now. AJ, what do you think about Ty's team for this year and Dynasty? Uh, Dynasty, I think there's moves to be made. Um, your QB position's a little, a little shaky. Ty, um, running back left. There's some some left to be desired there. Wide receiver, I think you're all right. Tight end, you're all right. But I mean, let's look at who puts up points week in, week out. Um, running backs and quarterbacks. Um, wide receivers are gonna come and go depends on who their quarterback is but the other two make their own offense um so i'd say that you got a tough one you got a decision to make with everybody where they're at right now um there's going to be a lot of people making a playoff push if you decide to sell this year you can probably sell um sell pretty pretty well get some good draft picks out of it and end up putting yourself in a good spot for the dynasty the rest of the way if you decide to stay in it, you're going to have to give up uh, some of that dynasty potential just to try and try and get a serviceable team into the playoffs this year. Yeah, I I do think Ty's team could be set up pretty well um, dynasty wise if um, if t- if things don't work out this season, then he'll get a good draft pick. I think he'll sort of solidify running back one position with a top draft pick. Um, and if Connor remains his or keeps his position in Pittsburgh, then uh, he has a good one two running backs. Wide receivers should be solid for years to come. Um, combination of his tight ends or Font and Henry each week should be good. Um, and then all that's left is finding a dynasty quarterback um, for his team. I will say though, AJ made a good point about selling, and I think this year it's it's different than the past two. You don't really have two or you don't have obvious teams not that won't make playoffs. Obviously, Jason's team, sorry, he's one in seven, but he's not going to make playoffs. The rest of the teams are in it. So it, it's hard to sell right now. And I don't know if people are willing to give up their draft. Like, for example, myself, I'm four and four. I don't know if I want to give up my draft pick quite yet because my team's not looking too high. They could be a top four pick. 
Um, so it, I think it's an awkward position right now that we haven't seen in the past years because you had one or you had two or three or possibly four teams that looked like they weren't going to make playoffs and they were ready to sell. Um, right now, it looks like all all nine teams can make playoffs. So I would I would have to agree. Um, I think that Ty's in a unique position where his his need being where it's at with uh, running back and quarterback. Um, if this this would be uh, my play with Ty's team, I'd sell early, try to get another first round draft pick somewhere out of this. You might have to move a receiver, but I mean you've got receivers to give, and sure up two first round draft picks to try and try and hopefully end up with. Lawrence and either Chubba Hubbard or um, whoever that other dude is out of NTN. ETN. Yeah. So, or there, there's another one that's looking. I forgot his name. Who's, who's the other one that's high on draft board? I, I forgot who else was it. Oh, Najee, Najee Harris mm-hmm. out of Alabama. That's who it is. Yep. So, I mean, there's, there's options out there. If you, if you decide to sell Ty, um, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't think of you any different because of it um at this point i mean you look you look at the at the race if people start selling they're gonna you can ask pretty high because there's a lot of people that have hopes to be in it for the long haul yeah i'd I'd agree i think there's good opportunities out there whether that's you aj or a team like ryan or dylan that's kind of on that in between where they could make a push to even win their division um but that's obviously depending on how Brandon does. Um, I I will say, Ty, you got some favorable matchups. Not gonna lie, you got you do have Trey this week, who's declining yeah. bad. You have Jason, who's one and seven. You have Ryan at four and four. You don't know what you're gonna. You never know what Ryan's gonna. Exp- what his team's gonna do. You do have Brandon, and then you have Trey to end the season. I, I see this as possibly going four and one. Um, so I don't know. It's tough to balance it, but you do have a favorable schedule. Yeah, I I would agree. Um, I think it. I I need to put more put up more points, honestly. If I think I'm going to have a good end of the season, I'm looking at third hey, to last in the league. Don't so obviously, points are where I'm lacking. Whether or not I get unlucky with who plays against me and who goes off, that's one thing. But I can do what I can. I I need to do what I can control and hopefully put the best lineup out there each week, which has been tough for me so far. Hey, just keep it simple. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right. That wraps up our uh, team breakdown of the week. Um, We just finished every team in the South division. Um, I don't know what team will go in the North division next week. We'll see who's hot. Um, But yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Let's go. All right. We're going to get into picks of the week. Um, We got some good matchups. I believe it's mostly all the divisional matchups besides uh, AJ and Jason's game. Um, So let's get into it. Um, First game is the East Lincoln Escorts versus the Star City Jaeger Bombs in our South Division, number one and two, um, even though. Anything after one is kind of trash in that division. Um, right now, Brandon's projected 148. Shroud is projected 132. What's your guys' thoughts? Uh, for me personally, the Jaeger bomb. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'll start go. this one off. All right. I'll, I'll jump back in on this one. I think the Jaeger bomb's got this one in the bag. Um, 
especially with the the move Ryan made this week. Um, I just it just typical Shrod. He's like I said earlier, throwing shit against the wall to see what sticks. If you look at his team compared to what he drafted, this dude's <laughs> just a trade whore, and it's gonna come back and bite him in the butt this week. I'm I'm calling he's not even gonna make triple digits. Bold, bold statement, Ty. Oh uh, yeah, I think the Jaeger bomb train stays rolling after getting a little hiccup this week or last week, I should say. Um, yeah, Shrod, obviously he. I don't know if there, he needs to go see a professional or what, but something's not right in the head up there. He can't seem to be happy with a certain with a single team. Um, even after he's making blockbuster deals, he's still trying to get my first round pick for his, two of his starters. So I don't know what's going through his head, but the Jaeger bomb trade stays rolling. Yeah, I'm going Jaeger bombs. I want to also pitch in about the escorts. Hey, he, he, he found a guy that was willing to buy a hunt. Um, after trying to dish him out to the rest of the league, Jason bit. Congrats, Shroud, on getting rid of him. Uh, let's move to our next game. Bowling Green Booty Getters versus uh, Fremont Fighting Cox. Bowling Greeners rejected uh, 136 to 122. I don't think Cook's going to have that same week that he did have last week against me. I'm going to go Cox in this one. Uh, Ty, why don't you? Um, yeah, I like Dillard's team personally. I think that Russell Wilson is a great fantasy QB to have. Obviously, he's got some good young running backs if the wide receivers can step up week in week out i i think his team's dangerous every week i i yeah i see i see fremont winning sorry i don't know if i said that yeah yeah aj yeah i'm also going to go with fremont on this one just looking at the teams right now uh Fremont does not have uh, one of their wide receiver spots filled still currently showing cooper cup in there for the week and he's on a bye so the line will get a little bit closer here as he puts in somebody that's actually playing this week. I've got Fremont pulling. All right, let's go to let's go to your game, AJ. The Black Hills Explorers versus best team in Dallas. Um, projection right now is one twenty six to one eighteen Explorers. AJ, take us away. Oh, here we go again. Just another uh, another fun week of buys. We'll see what uh, which. Baltimore team decides to show up um, as to how my team does this week with Andrews and Hollywood Brown. Um, I still think I've got this one in the bag with Watson back this week playing the Jacksonville defense. So um, I'm going to pick myself. Wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't a high scoring. Ty, what's your pick? Um, Yeah, I, I would agree with AJ there. I like his team a lot more than Jason's just throughout. Um, I think Watson can keep up with Jackson now. Watson, uh, obviously is a good fantasy QB and then everywhere else AJ's team is not great, but he's solid all around. That definitely helps him avoid some of the bad, bad weeks that bring a team down. So yeah, I'll go with the black Hills Explorers as well. Uh, It's tough. Um, Actually, it's not really too tough, even though Jason has an improved team. He's one in seven. It's easy just to bet against him unless he's playing Trey. Always go Jason against Trey. But I have AJ winning this one as well. Uh, Just to throw this out there, I'd also bet for Jason and anything against Ryan too because, I mean, let's be real. Ryan doesn't have the same team week in, week out. He's literally trading them all around. So 
All right, let's go to Ty. Uh, Creek Tiger Cats versus Carolina Cockblockers. I, this is an easy game. Uh, book t- uh, Tiger Cats for sure winning this. Um, right now the line is 132 to 118. Ty, why don't you why don't you talk about your team? Yep, I think Brady has a big week against New Orleans. Obviously, their D is leaves more to be desired. Uh, I have to plug Le'Veon Bell in with all the running backs out this week, so hoping he can at least put something together. They are playing my Carolina Panthers, so if I'm going to play him any week, I'll play him this week. Um, wide receivers looking for another good performance out of them. Fant or Henry, I could go either way there. But, yeah, I think my team is just stronger than Trey with all his injuries and everything else going on in Carolina. So, I'll take me. AJ? Oh, this one isn't too hard for me either. Crete's got this one in the bag. Um, I think Connor's probably going to have a great week against that wonderful team in Dallas, which is actually the second-best team in Dallas. Jason (laughs) – somehow is going to pull that out <laughs> as a better team. Um, yeah, Trey, Trey's on par with Ryan. I wouldn't say he's as bad as Ryan, but he just – All right, we're going to get into the self, self-deemed self matchup of the week, the Kurds versus the Young Hoes. Um, top division game. Um, I guess every team in the North matchup is a top division now. Um uh, the Young Hoes projected 154, Courage 119. I guess Aaron Jones is now even more questionable that he deserves projecting zero. It was eight. It was like 18 before, so it was like a seven-point favorite. Um, all the signs are pointing me for me to lose. Um, he has great matchups in all his games, I believe. I It's not looking great for me, but I, I think I win this. It, if it's all pointing to him – then it's always going to end up the opposite way. That's how fantasy works. Um, so I'm picking the Kurds. Um, let's go AJ. All right. I'm going to – this one's kind of a wash for me. Obviously, some big implications regardless of who wins. I'm pulling for the Kurds to win just because I'm trying to stay on top of the north. And um, I think Foco is the biggest threat to me at this point. Um I am going to say that I think that uh, if CMC is coming back this week, he's going to have a huge game. He's fresh. He's way fresher than everybody else. He's not dealing with any of the bullshit. But the COVID, especially on the injury train, uh, I, I see a huge week coming from CMC that's probably going to push the Kurds over the top. Uh, so I think you guys are delusional, team. honestly. I think Mike Davis has proved himself worthy of touches in Carolina's offense that maybe McCaffrey's – Usage goes down a little bit as they try to protect him for the rest of the career. You're, you're, hold up. I'm going to cut you off right there. You're going to say Mike Davis deserves touches or taking Christian McCaffrey's touches away? Not so much taking his not so much taking his touches away. I think that they would be protecting him for the rest of his career more so than taking touches away. Oh. I think limiting him is when he'll be most successful. If you look at Alvin Kamara, he's not touching the ball as much as as much as McCaffrey is. So, and he's putting up near the same numbers. Um, I think that's what Carolina needs to do in the future if they want him around for a long time. And the young hoes are just more powerful throughout. I don't see the Kurds having a chance in this. Patrick Mahomes puts up fifty once again. Kamara puts up thirty. Tyler Lockett, Devonta Adams, one of them goes off. The Kurds don't have a chance, in my opinion. Thank 
you for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, his team has been producing. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Um, I don't know if he'll have the same production this week. He always gets those one, two, or three same guys carrying his team. Um, so I'm just waiting for an injury to happen to one of those guys, and then Wes won't struggle in the playoffs. Um, so that wraps up our podcast this week, episode five. Um, you guys want to say anything before we hop off? Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having Ty and I on this week, Alex. Uh, hopefully get to be back on the pod in the future. Thanks everybody for the lively debate in the, uh, in the election night group chat um that was that was fun love to stir the pot a little bit ryan watch yourself you're probably going to get shanked um by somebody you just gotta be smart at some point in your life but i guess we'll, we'll hey. see if that ever happens no brain cells are coming back so we can just hope hey, the world gets not over around we of, <laughs> we're just getting started that group chat. exactly uh, <laughs> Got lots of ignorance coming from. Well, I appreciate Ryan. you guys coming on. Um, I love I love new voices on the pod, and look forward to having yep. you guys back. Um, so, thank you guys for tuning in. This is Between Sundays, your fantasy football podcast, hosted by Alex Utro. This week, we got some bonus footage for you guys, so enjoy. Whatever. Whatever, dude. But, yeah, I don't know. Trey was Trey was off the pod, on the pod. He shows up after work. So, we did, We had to wait till he was off work. And it was like, it was like 10.30 Central Time, 11.30 Time. And he gets in his car, and he's driving with the car noise <laughs> in the back. And I'm just like, are you kidding me, dude? Oh, I was frustrated, Adam. You couldn't hear me. That's what makes it fun. That's why we need to, once this COVID stuff is over, I don't know, maybe for the fifth anniversary of the league, we need to host a live in-person retreat draft <laughs> where we just get Ryan fucked up and watch him make an absolute fool of himself in person. Because I bet he's a lot nicer in person. <laughs> oh, he does to hide behind the phone. Cut that and put, cut that and put it I on the pod. It. Cut that and put it he's on like, the opening uh, of the pod. Uh,